Welcome you to our vision night. And, and what I love about tonight is that we get to look back at God's faithfulness and what he has done in 2022. But at the same time, we get to look forward to what he's about to do in 2023. So I just got back from Denver, Colorado, and it was nice there because you're preparing for 36-degree weather. 36 degrees. To me, anything below 70 is the same. It's, just, it's the same. You, you freeze, so no sense put degrees. Just leave it. I mean, you're, you're cold, so it's going to be cold, but it was the last day coming back that it began to snow. And I was like, thank you, Jesus. On the last day, I got to view the beautiful snow, but at the same time, I'm going home to our weather. And so freezing that last day, you, you got to kind of get your, your, your blood warmed up, and you're trying to turn on the heater in the car, and, and you want to get warm. And then you get home, and you come into Hilo, and you're like, oh, it's so humid here. It's like, we can never be satisfied. It's either too cold, too hot, too humid, too rainy, too sunny, the grass is growing too fast. I got to cut the lawn every week. Grass is not growing. It's dying. I don't have water in my catchment. It's raining too much. Like there's, there's never a time where we feel completely satisfied. And so what Vision Night encompasses is not how good we are or how many things God has accomplished in our lives that we agree with. Really, Vision Night is to really look at the faithfulness of God regardless of what we go through because nothing in life is going to satisfy us more than the presence of God and so I'm thankful that we're here tonight thank you for those of you who are online we want to greet you also and if you are online you can take out your notes you can take out your notes here too and you use the app and you'll be able to follow follow along especially when we go through like a financial area uh, because a part of vision night is we want to let you know like when you tithe and when you give where your finances go and sometimes we think it's about the building and, you know, we, we, we pay for electricity, which are all true. We pay for the things that we have, the seats, you know, air conditioning and all of that. And that is true, but at the same time, it goes towards something. And things change so fast. Just think about two years ago till today, who we were as a people, as an individual, whether you own a company, whether you're retired or in school, so many things have changed probably quicker in this short of amount of time than the past 10 years all put together like we had to change quickly but now here we are kind of coming to the end of 2022 and the reason why we have it at this time is by the time we get into thanksgiving and christmas our brains are fried some of you are already looking forward to shopping on black friday and for some of us, we're like, I'm done with that. I, I, I've reached a place in life like, you guys go shopping. I'll go shopping later. And that's not your thing already. Maybe you shop online. Maybe you're preparing for the holiday seasons. Maybe you're getting someone's gift already. So we're preparing toward the end of the year. And Vision Night fits perfectly right here before the holiday season so that we can really focus in on the things of God and what He's doing. Christmas time and Thanksgiving can become so busy that we forget about the goodness of God. And so this is a time where we get to pause as family, as ohana, as the church body, and we get to look at the things of God and the goodness of his grace and his mercy and his faithfulness. So 2022, which feels like it went by so fast because many things have changed, but our mission and our vision has not. Our mission is to reach people who are far from God or our, our vision but the mission, our mission is, this is where we're going to go with this. That our purpose is to present the gospel of Jesus Christ in such a way that turns non-Christians into converts, converts into disciples, and then disciples into mature, fruitful leaders who will in turn go out into the world and reach others for Christ. And nowhere in that statement it says you have to be a pastor. It's all of us. What qualifies us is Jesus, not a title. It's who you are in Christ. So what is our vision? The vision is this is what it looks like. The mission is here's where we're going with this. But our vision is very simple. 
It's to reach people who are far from God, and it is always one relationship at a time. Here's why it's one relationship at a time. It's so easy for us to say it's the pastor's responsibility, it's the church, right? New Hope, Hilo, it's, it's our responsibility to reach people who don't know Jesus Christ. But it's really not a pastor only, it's the body of Christ in your unique giftings and the way God designed you. Because I will reach people you will never reach. And you will reach people, people I will never reach. Just think of the people you hang around with and the people that surround you. You're the best person to reach them. Right? I mean, if, if you stepped into my arena and tried to reach people for Jesus, it may be a little different. Maybe difficult, maybe challenging. But it's not challenging for you to reach the people that surround you because that's your environment. As we say in Hawaii, that's my peeps. Right? Those are my people. And at the same time, imagine I step into your group of people and try to reach them. Like for some people, and I, and I, and I get this, I grew, up, I grew up in Waimanalo. This is on Oahu. And Friday night, Saturday night, party nights and the party starts at 11 o'clock and it goes to 3 o'clock in the morning you do not want a pastor showing up at 2.30 in the morning hey everybody how are you doing let me tell you about Jesus some guys would be like oh I need Jesus that's my uncle I need Jesus he calls me priest hey I need Jesus priest <laughs> and he always quotes Psalm 23 but it's, it's, you're in that environment for a specific reason and God wired you up in a specific way to reach a certain group of people. And you know, what is, you, know what, you know what we do? We disqualify ourselves. We say, yeah, but I'm doing this, this, and this. You know what Jesus did? He said, yeah, but that's, that's not what I use to qualify you. I don't qualify you based on your goodness. I qualify you based on my goodness. You're not bringing people to know you. You're bringing people to know me. So we fix our eyes on him who is the author and perfecter of our faith. So everyone is qualified because of his goodness. Even if you're in school, and, and, and probably one of the biggest hurdles is us not wanting people to know we're a believer. Some of you know Logan Paul. He's a, like a YouTuber. But he was in this interview, and the interviewer, kind of raw kind of guy, and he might not be the person you might see on a, you know, in a church setting or on a, on a, on a stage somewhere preaching about Jesus Christ. But he, he like, he, he, he knows Jesus and he knows God. And Logan Paul says this, he goes, he goes, oh, you talk about God a lot. He goes, yeah, I, I do because I believe in Jesus Christ. And, he, and this is what Logan Paul says. He says, oh, well, then Jesus, show up. I want to see you. Where are you? Show up. So it's almost like mocking he said, show up. And then the guy, the interviewer is like, I don't know if you want to do that. Because Jesus is going to show up how he wants to show up, and he's going to show up in a way that you're going to believe in him, and it might be in a coma. Yeah, that, that feeling right there is what Logan Paul felt. You could visibly see it on his face. Like the glory and power of God dropped right there in that interview. And I wouldn't be surprised if that was a seed that was planted in this man. Because God will show up. It's all about his presence. So when we reach people who are far from him, it's never about us, ever. This vision of reaching people who are far from him, one relationship at a time, is so that we don't rely on the crowds. Right, we can do events, and we've done that before. Nothing wrong with that. We, we do those things. But it doesn't, it should never take away from who you are as an individual who believes in Jesus Christ, whom God has gifted to reach the people who surround you. That's why we say it's always one relationship at a time. And when we understand that, wherever we go, he qualifies us because we point people to him. You know, some people will say, well, I don't, I don't want to reach out to people because then if I do, they're going to think I'm a hypocrite because of the bad things I do. No, no, what makes us a hypocrite is knowing that we're doing those bad things and not talk about Jesus. Because we're supposed to. We're supposed to go and make disciples. 
We're supposed to do that. So to not do that and to give reasons why I shouldn't, that's hypocritical. A hypocrite is not that I'm living a lifestyle that is not consistent with the Bible and I'm telling people about Jesus. And here's why. That tells us that if that's the only thing that qualifies us, then we need to reach perfection in order to tell people about Jesus. Like at what level do we reach in our life and in our behavior and in our character to say, okay, now I can tell people about Jesus because now my lifestyle matches the perfection of Jesus. See, that mentality says that I am living a life built on performance versus a relationship with Jesus. He's our friend. And a friend who is perfect, you'd introduce people to. Because it's built on their perfection, not ours. It's almost like saying, this guy is perfect. My friend is perfect and likes hanging around with me as an imperfect person. You gotta meet this person. And that's Jesus Christ. And because of who he is, we get to be who we are. In our, in, our, in our church, we have these 10 core values. And, and if you've never heard it before, I'll, I'll briefly go over it with you. Our first core value, and this is, this is what connects us to become the person that God made us to be, is daily devotions. This is where we read the Bible, we pray, we journal. That keeps us connected to Jesus. He, he said, if you abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit, but apart from me, you can do nothing. Almost sounds like a marriage, like the wife saying, you know all you got to do is listen. Because if you listen, everything runs smoothly. And apart from me, honey, you can do nothing. It's like, and that makes sense. The second one is that God values people, all people. Therefore, we value all people. And that word all is important. It is all people. There's no one excluded in the kingdom of God. Have you ever heard someone say, I, I can't go to church because the building is going to burn down? Yeah, I was in, I'm included in that one. I always thought, yeah, but if I walk in, something's going to happen. If I walk in, they're going to know. If I walk in, everybody's going to be staring at me. And you know what? They did. They were like, who is this guy? If you knew how I came to church, you would be staring too. Like, what is he, what is he wearing? So uh, we, when we understand that God values all people, then we get to value all people which is pretty, it should be simple, but it's not because we're judgmental people. We, we, we just judge people. You know who is the biggest judge of us? Ourselves. I've talked, I've, I've spoken to so many people that say, no, I cannot go to church because, you know, when I walk in, people could judge me. They're gonna, because, and, and some people I know, and they're gonna see me, they're gonna know, when I, they know what I do, and I'm like, bro, you're judging yourself already. Like, trust me. You come to our church, they can't judge you. They can't. <laughs> because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. So if anyone is judging, it is ourselves. We judge ourselves more than anyone else. So if your friend wants to come to church, just tell him, walk right in like you own the place. Just walk in and say, yep, I'm here. Where's my seat? Just sit down wherever you want to sit down. Yeah, somebody might eyeball you because that's usually they sit in that. And I know we do that. I see you. <laughs> the third one is to continue to equip and build up the next generation of leaders, which is essential to building his kingdom. And it's more than just the younger generation. It's all of us. That when we do this together, the kingdom of God is expanded. That we get to follow God through giving our lives to Jesus Christ and watching his life. That's why we have our nursery. That's why we have our children's ministry and our youth ministries. Because we believe in the emerging generation that in who they're becoming. And I know at, at certain ages they have difficulties and, 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 and traumatic situations, but we've all been through that. And you have not gone through what you've gone through so that you can just hold it in and, and suppress it and hopefully you don't deal with it. No, you go to Jesus with it and then Jesus will bring healing and wholeness and then he will bring security 
and you're going to be secure in him, and now you get to reach out to those who are going through the same thing that no one gave them a chance at believing in Jesus because of what they've gone through, but you will use your life, your story, your traumas, your pain, your hurt, so that they can find hope in Jesus Christ. God never wastes a hurt. Never. He's the healer. I mean, we talk about scars all the time, right? I mean, when we're at a, let's say we're talking with our friends, and he's like, brah, yesterday, and fall off my moped. <laughs> what? One moped. You fall off a moped. Ah, had one rock on the ground, and just in speed wobble, and I'd eat it. But like, mom, did you see my elbow? Never go to the hospital. For what? I put in Band-Aid. And then what is going to happen? Somebody else is saying, bro, that's nothing. The other week, I was cruising, fell out of my truck. Huh? You fall out of your truck. What happened? Bro, I never closed the door good. <laughs> like, all the stories start coming out. And we talk about our scar after scar after scar. All the things that went wrong in our life. But when it comes to deep hurt, we never want to talk about it. We don't want to find healing. Because it still hurts at every level of our life. But Jesus says, I came to bring healing. Why? Because there are other people who are going through the same thing, but they have zero hope. So we equip the next generation to bring hope to people. The fourth one is that everyone has a place to belong and serve. So I want to take this opportunity to say thank you to all of you who serve in this church, those of you who are online that serve in our church, those of you who are upstairs who serve in this church, and we want to say thank you because everyone has a place to belong and serve. Can we say thank you to all of our volunteers? Every single one of them. Yep. And without you, we cannot do what we do. Every single one of you. And you all have a purpose. Everyone has a place to belong and serve. The fifth one is that the gospel of Jesus is simple. And relevant, therefore we present it that way. Have you ever been in church and then uh, the pastor speaks and then all of a sudden you're like, bro, you're talking about me. <laughs> like, babe, you didn't email the pastor. Yep. <laughs> like, everything they're saying sounds like that's me. Like, and, and, and it doesn't matter who's speaking. I love our pastors. I love when we have our different speaking pastors. I love when Pastor Kat speaks or Pastor Ben or Pastor Jonathan. I love when they, they bring the word, Pastor Bunny, Pastor Marsha. Like when they bring the word of God and you're just like, how did they know? We spy on you. <laughs> we use technology. Yes, we use technology. But we, we do have a God who knows everything. We do have a God who knows everything. And it's not us speaking. It's God speaking through us that we're just saying, that's right, Josie, I heard you. <laughs> so God speaks in so many ways so that we can hear him. He's always speaking. The question is, are we always listening? He's always speaking every single moment. So we present the gospel that way so that people can understand. And if you read the scriptures, there are, there are four soils that Jesus talks about, right? The, the rocky soil, the thorny soil, the hard soil. And then he talks about the good soil. And in, in that scripture, he says that when you scatter the seed... The birds come and they take it away. The thorns come up, choke it out, choke out the plant. But the good soil will produce fruit. But he also says that when the birds come away and snatch away that seed, it's just like the enemy, the devil, Satan, coming and snatching away the seed because we don't understand the gospel of Jesus Christ. That God so loved the world that he sent his son to pay the price for our sins, to die on the cross, rise from the grave, sit at the right hand of God, but here's the full gospel, and then he's coming back to get us. We cannot forget that part, that he's coming back to get us. And so we present the gospel in that way. The sixth one is love and acts of service are the evidence of fruitful spiritual maturity. You know what I hear often about you? I want to brag about you. This is what people tell me. They don't tell me, Hey, Pastor, we come to your church because you are amazing. I actually get something like that, but I pay them to say that. It just, it feeds my ego. This is what they say. They're like, I never knew I could be loved like that. Like I came, I came to church and I felt God's love. 
I felt his love. There's so many people, countless amounts of people who say, I went to your church, me and my family, and we felt so loved there. That's what you do. You love people into the kingdom of God. And this is who we are. Because that's who God is. God is love. Everything else will fail. Everything else will fail. Our saibos will not come out how I want it to. Everything will fail. The food might get burnt or too salty or not enough flavor. Ran out of coffee. Parking lot full. Rainy day. Air conditioning not working. Like everything else will fail. But God's love will never fail. And we work on the things we got to, but God's love will never fail. So we keep loving people into the kingdom of God. The seventh is that everyone is gifted and equipped to serve. I want you to do this. Okay, this might be uncomfortable for some of you, but that's okay. We're all about being uncomfortable so that God can give us comfort. Without being uncomfortable, he doesn't send the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the comforter. Right? If you're comfortable at home, and you're, let's just say you're on your couch, you're comfortable, nobody brings you a pillow because you're already comfortable. But if you're like, oh man, my back is sore, I cannot sleep over here. It's like, what's the matter? It's like, I'm not comfortable. You want a pillow? Thank you. That's what the Holy Spirit, that's, that's who the Holy Spirit is. He's the comforter. So this might be a little uncomfortable. I want you to, if there's someone next to you, and if not, they're not next to you, you might have to say something to someone near you that you're gifted. That's all you have to say. Just look at them. Tell them they're gifted. Okay, you got to do this. You're gifted. You're gifted. Okay? You're gifted. You're gifted. <laughs> so, some of you are like, no, I know. I know. Yeah, I know. But you have to say they're gifted too. Don't just take the accolade. And even online, just type that in the chat. You're gifted. You're gifted. Everyone is gifted and equipped to serve. The eighth one is that serving and honoring God is done with an excellent spirit and heart. And what this doesn't mean is perfection. How many of you are perfectionists? Raise your hand. Right. See, at least you admit it. Why? Because it wouldn't be perfect if you didn't raise your hand. So when you have to deal with perfection, that's a, that's a difficult thing. But we do it with an excellent spirit. And what that means is you give God your very best. You give him your very best. A lot of times what we say when we, when we pray in the back before we have our services, third service, we always say finish strong. We finish strong. Because every service is someone's first service. We would have, it would, it would, it would, it would, it would be so heart-wrenching for us to come to third service and be like, oh, one more. One more service to go. And then when it's done, it's like, ah! Can we, I couldn't wait for that to be done. Ah! Or Wednesday night, it's like, what time now? Ah! Woo! Good thing, pow. I'm like, no. Let's go. Let's go four services. Let's go five if we got to. Let's go six or seven. Let's do two services Wednesday night. Let's go, volunteers. <laughs> They're like, yes, let's do it. Yeah, let's volunteer. Oh, we can stay with one. One is good. One is good. School tomorrow, I work early. But when we serve and honor God with an excellent spirit and heart, he gets glorified in everything we do. Number nine, it is vital to courageously pursue healthy relationships. You know how tough this is? This one is difficult. This is why Jesus died. It's so difficult that God couldn't just send us his word. He had to die for it. Because relationships are difficult. How come only the wives nodding? What happened? It's the... The guys are like, nah, it's all right. It's very... It's difficult. Relationships are difficult because of the complexities of individuals. We're complex creatures. We don't, from one moment to the next, our moods change. 
Like we're doing good and then we see the scores like, ah, my team lost and then everything's out the door and then nobody's happy. But my team won <laughs> and it's the Detroit Lions. I celebrate anything. I celebrate a first down like we won. I'm like, yes, first down, baby. Yeah, we're losing by 30, but first down. You celebrate everything. That's relationships. You celebrate every single moment, even the small things, because it is very difficult to have a healthy relationship. And then again, reaching those who are far from God is always done one relationship at a time. That's just who we are. So when you go into your environment, wherever it would be, whether you're home, with your extended family, work, school, you're there for a specific reason. You know the most difficult person that God put in your life is there for a reason? That person? <laughs> you might be thinking, shucks, I live with them. <laughs> how, do I, how do I do this? <laughs> like, no more, I never have receipt. Can I give back? It's, it's, you're, you're in that, like, that's the person that God wants you to love because we only love God as much as the person we hate the most. Sorry, that one was kind of heavy, but it's true. He said, that which you do unto the least of these, my brethren, that which you do unto me. We always take it as food. Oh, I've got to feed people then. So after I eat out, I'm going to give somebody food. I was like, hey, look, I, I did something. He's saying, no, no, this is across the board. You're, the, the way you love people is the way you love me. So the person we have the most difficult time with, tell me Jesus didn't die for and he loves them too. So they're in our lives for a specific reason. And maybe we should be asking Jesus, what do you need me to do, Jesus? How am I doing? And how do I do what you're asking of me? You know, part of us being here at this moment as Vision Night is to remind ourselves in others, and here's the question, what is God doing in you and how do we support that? And not just as a church, as New Hope Hilo, but as, as individuals and as the body of Christ. Like, keep asking yourself that. Like, God, what are you doing in that person and how do I support them? What, what are you doing in my, with my coworkers and how do I support that? Because tell me God is not trying to reach everyone and he needs all of us to reach everyone. But if we only say, God, change them or, or man, I cannot stand them or all they do is gossip, then nothing changes. Unless we say, God, you're asking me to go, send me. So what are you doing in their lives, God, and how do I support that? And you know what's going to happen? You're going to take a lot of flack for that. You're going to be persecuted on account of doing what Jesus is asking you to do. It is often said, if you're not being persecuted, then you're not doing what Jesus is asking you to do. Now, there's a difference between persecution. Persecution is because you believe in Jesus Christ, that people are persecuting you, that you're loving people, you're, 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 you're someone who follows Jesus, so they, they persecute you, they tease you, they mock you because you follow Jesus, they say things to you. Versus, I'm just a jerk. And people say negative things. I have had people like, brah, people persecute me all the time. I'm like, why, what happened? Well, just, you know, at work, they persecute me. I was like, why? why? What are you saying to them? It's like, no, I don't know. It's just like everybody just persecute me. You know, persecution. I'm like, hey, explain what's happening. Well, sometimes, you know, they, they don't listen. So, I, you know, I got I to gotta, I gotta be firm. I got to put my foot down. And after that, oh, this negativity come to me. And they're like, oh, this and that, this and that. Oh, you like this and that. I'm like, okay. And where's Jesus in all of that? And could it very well be that you have a bad attitude? And so people are responding to that, not because you love people, but it could just be because your attitude and the way you treat people. So what is God doing in others and how do we support that? And throughout 2022, your, your love for God, your love for people was so evident in how you got involved volunteering when we had our worship nights our prayer nights when we prayed for our city when we prayed for our community when we had our 
we had our, um, our prayer gathering, prayed for our state, our nation, the world. And then those things, it was very evident. Your giving, very evident. You gave, and I don't know if it's going to pop up. It's going to be tiny, so I don't think you can see it. But you gave collectively over $1,785,000 to the kingdom of God. And here's the greatest thing. Yeah, amazing. And that is collectively, not one person, because you're like, Brian, I never give nothing. We're learning together how to give to God. But here's the good thing. We also came under budget. In this economy, tell me God is not faithful. Tell me God is not good. This is your contribution to the kingdom of God, which translates to 120 people saying yes to Jesus and 64 people being water baptized. Can we celebrate that? Because that's where it goes too. These are all the people that said yes to Jesus, even for those of you who are online. That you might have said yes to Jesus this year. That's an eternal decision. This is not like, oh, uh, 120 people said yes to college. This is eternity. How do, you put a, how do you put a price tag on that? And some of you, and, I, and, I, and I, I've been in this place before, when we celebrate that, and I didn't give that year, I was like, Lord, can I start? I want to start. I don't want to be pressured, Lord. I just want to hear you. And Lord, start me somewhere, because I want to celebrate next year when people receive you. I want to be a part of that giving that went towards someone's salvation. In our ministries, we have various ministries, which I'm grateful for because you as volunteers, you, you continue to love people. In fact, we have our volunteers as council members. We have three council members. We have Thelma, we have Roxanne, we have Pastor Jonathan. And we want to say thank you to our council members who helped us stay under budget. So can we say thank you to them? They did a great job. I love these guys. They, they continuously think of ways for us to maximize what God provides. And our staff. We have such an amazing team. And I want to say this. Past, present, and future staff. Amazing. I want to say thank you to our staff members because of the hard work that they give day in and day out. Because of what they do, which a lot is unseen. A lot is unseen. Most people see me up here or a speaking pastor or the worship team and, man, if you could see everyone. If you could see each individual between what they do the sacrifices they make, not just with what they do, but even their families. They give their all. And they look happy here. It's like, guaranteed ain't no work. Look at them, they're so happy. It's like, we're supposed to be miserable? Yeah, you should look like us. Like, you should be miserable. Like, how can you be that happy and, and work so hard? Because they're not doing it for a paycheck. Trust me. Ask them. They're like, I don't even get paid now. I can find a better job somewhere. Some of them took huge pay cuts to be on staff here because they love God and they love people. They don't do this for a paycheck. They do this because they love God and they love you. They genuinely do. And if you hang around them long enough, you're going to find that out. Some of them are a little bit crazy, but it's okay because Jesus died for them too. And all of them are like talking about me. All of our staff are like that. You have to be. You have to be a little bit nuts. How come I only hear Pastor Cat laughing? <laughs> life stage ministries, our life stage ministries has been enjoying over 150 children, youth each Sunday. And over 50 on Wednesday evenings. These are kids 
are children that are learning about Jesus at an early age and constantly new families joining us every single week. Our Operation Christmas. What's the other C? Oh, child. Oh, thank you. All the volunteers are like, bro, you don't know. <laughs> Heidi was showing me the boxes and the things we got. She actually went shopping for them. I'm sure you guys knew. It's like during Christmas when my grandkids open up, I'm like, oh, you're going to love it. And then they open it, I'm like, that's so good. Because Heidi bought it, I didn't know. So when they're opening it up, I'm just as surprised. But you guys have been giving toward Operation Christmas Child. And it's not too late to fill a box. They still need more donations. We need boys' slippers. They need toys, especially like basketballs and like tennis balls. They love, they love playing with that, clothes. But anything is appreciated. Oh, they did remind me to let you know, don't seal the box because you just put a rubber band on it because they got to check it uh, to make sure it's safe. And, there are, and they're, they're going to put other things in it. Our rooted and growing groups, they changed some things up. And they're doing like Zoom meetings. And even off-island, people are are jumping in and out of state, out of country. And rooted and growing is where we can disciple people. Because discipleship is that anyone, anywhere, anytime can be discipled. It's not in a class setting. Jesus did life with people. And although we do have those settings, it's not, that's not where discipleship only takes place. It takes place out of the walls and out of the classroom. So we want to equip you with tools. In fact, on our webpage, you're going to find a link to sign you up or your family and friends to what we call Right Now Media. It's like the Netflix for discipleship. I'm not sure if the link is going to pop up on our online, but um, you, can, you can sign up for Right Now Media. There's also a link uh, for a devotion of the month on, the, on our Bible app, on the church app. And then at our RC, which is our resource center, we have a book of the month recommendation. For some of you who love to read, check out the resource center. And at the resource center, this past year, we sold over 75 Bibles, 79 Bibles exactly, that people have in their hands. In a day and age where we have electronic Bibles, people bought Bibles because we still want to make sure we get into the Word of God. Our well, where we serve you know, snacks and things like that, it is, I mean, the prices that we have are unheard of. And here's why we keep our prices low. It's so that if someone doesn't want to come to church, don't invite them. Invite them to breakfast. Now, you're not tricking them to come into here. They don't have to come in here, ever. Because the church doesn't exist in this building unless you're here. There is no church when you're gone. Zero. You know what that word church comes from? The called out ones. We're the church, not the building. So we keep those prices low. Dinner for $4. Breakfast. We have dinner. We have mini plates and regular plates. To feed a family of four for under $20, you're not going to find I mean, you can, but you're all eating french fries. But it's very difficult. We keep the prices low so that you can invite people to breakfast. The people that don't want to come to church, don't invite them to church. Invite them to breakfast. Say, I will treat you to breakfast. Huh? Where? Up Kupulao. <laughs> it's called the gathering place. <laughs> Which is actually our name. That's what we named it. It's called the gathering place. Gathering place? Let me yelp that. No need. This place is bigger than Yelp. <laughs> That's why we make our acai bowls the way we make them. You cannot find another acai bowl at that price. Anywhere. And that heavy. Go ahead. Bring your scale. <laughs> Weigh our acai bowls and that price. And see if you can go anywhere else and weigh, this, weigh their acai bowl and see what the cost is per ounce. We will have the best acai bowl 
price per ounce. See how we do ministry? We break it down. <laughs> Our breakfast, the fellowship hall, the reason why it's designed that way is so that people are in an environment where they feel loved. They won't know why when they leave that, I want to go back. But they will want to come back because they will feel loved. I know for those of you who are online that you have never come back yet. Like I know people that have come back after two years, they're like, who are all these people? I don't know anyone. I'm like, you're a new person, <laughs> not these guys. <laughs> like you're new. So even for those of you who are online that used to come here years ago, we want to welcome you back. You will be back one day and you will get to taste our acai bowls. Can't do that online. But we do everything and partner together in our attempt to reach the people you're trying to reach. This is why they serve. Our kitchen serves between 300 and 350 plates. That, I don't say people, because some of you eat four plates. We serve 300, 350 plates, sometimes 400 plates. From 7.15 to 11.15, within four hours, there is no restaurant in Hilo or on this island or in this state that I found that serves that many people in such a short amount of time at that price. Anywhere. Go ahead. Go look. Do your research. We do that to partner with you in your attempts to reach your family and friends. Our Kupuna ministry had a senior prom in August with over 225 of our Kupuna. And they had a great time. This Saturday, they're having their luau. I think the tickets are sold out. Like our seniors, they are like, I buy my ticket before it's even printed. Like they just put their money in our offices. That's what a ticket. They, they love spending time together. And then they still have their coffee hour every Friday morning. I went there one time and they're like, hey, you don't qualify. I was like, I'm practicing, I'm practicing. I'm 50, okay? I got five years to go. And they had this like potluck. And I'm like, Oh, is a special thing today? They're like, no, we do this every week. I'm like, you guys have this food every single week? I'm like, yeah, every week we make this food. I'm like, what time do you guys start on Friday? What time do they start on Fridays anyway? Does anybody know? Nine o'clock? Oh, who's ready to go? So nine o'clock. So the qualified age, I believe, is 55 for our kupuna. 55 and over. And they have a blast. And they are in air conditioning, just to let you know. Because some people need air conditioning. Our legacy and defined camp, our high school and junior high camp, is coming back in 2023. And that is going to be unbelievable. Our One Ministries ministry was able to give out 160 meals and about four dozen hygiene packs, including towels, soap, first aid kits, and things like that. Under His Wings ministry serves an average of 360 meals per month to the homeless community. These are things we don't see, or you don't see, or many of us don't see. But these are things we contribute to, and you're a part of that. I want to give us, uh, just a small amount of time for us to talk a little bit about our multimedia, because this one was huge. Before COVID hit, we were striving so hard to get our online um, online services going. And thank God to our council and our staff that pushed hard for that because once COVID hit, we're like, oh, no wonder God wanted us to have online services because that's what we relied on for a year and we still rely on it. But I want to introduce you to a woman who just is so brilliant that she does our online services, but multimedia. And I want to bring up Erica Giraud as she presents some numbers to us. 
So I want to I let our online community know that this is Erica. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> But this is Erica, and she's going to run us through a couple of things. Yeah, so thank you, you know, I love the well just as much as you probably, maybe. But mm -hmm. I love the people in there way more because I go and I tell them, hey, you make my coffee, yeah, with extra love, and they always do, so. Ooh. Kelsey. That's what I got to say. <laughs> oh, you give me shout-outs. Do you want to use this? Anyways, you hold that? no, okay. I'm good. Um, so I just wanted to share with you guys some of the stats because, you know, we talk a lot about how great it is, and it is so awesome to have you guys here. But I am such a big advocate of what God has still been doing through our online church. And so we're just going to go through our social media. First one will be Facebook. So in 2021... We had 2,623 likes. That's just the people who are on our page. And we gained 73 new people. Yay. That makes the difference. Yay. And so um, Facebook, you know, what's the big deal? We get to show people what happens here. And we're trying to build a community there. So if you guys, we encourage you interact with us like we want to talk stories with you we want to hear your story so if you follow us on facebook or anything we're there we want to connect with you i really wanted to highlight the next slide because i think it's so awesome so facebook these are the people who are in our audience you can see i don't know if you guys can see this it's very small but i'm just going to read it to you our cities we have hilo keao honolulu kamuela Pohoa, Kailua, Kona, Las Vegas. We see you, Jocelyn. We see you, Anella. <laughs> Anella. Hawaiian beaches, Los Angeles, and Waikoloa. Now, our countries, I know that there's 3,000 in the United States, but wow. I just love the fact that we have the Philippines, Japan, Mexico, Brazil, Canada, India, Nigeria, Bangladesh, and Pakistan. Pakistan, that's amazing. That's amazing that it's reaching. Yeah, because the three in Pakistan is three today, but 100 years from now, it's going to be three million. That's how we got to think about it. Amen. And we're celebrating 100 years next year for Foursquare. Just a little thing. Okay, go. Uh, okay. Um, Instagram, we gained 238 followers. So nice. we have hit 2,000 followers Yay. on Instagram this year. YouTube, last year we had 1.33K subscribers. We gained 208 this year, so we now have 1.53K nice. subscribers. So 1,530. <laughs> I knew, I was just you saying it for the people, I don't know, know what funny. the point is. Right, okay. okay. So our app, we had 1,306 downloads this year. So every year it grows. Wow. And if you guys see this QR code right here, you can pull out your phone. I won't look if you don't have your app. Pull out your phone. Make sure the thing works. Oh, oh I'm taking a selfie of myself. <laughs> <laughs> Why was it automatically on a selfie, Sheldon? So you can just pull out your phone, open your camera app, hold it up, and scan that. A link will pop up, and you will be able to download our New Hope app. Get it. It popped up. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, see? Are you surprised? No, I'm actually, I'm actually not. But just, <laughs> just in case, like, one of the dots was crooked. I was just, I just testing You're it. You're thinking Did about a cybols. I know you are. You I'm distracted so yourself. I'm super hungry. Right so, 1,306 downloads this year. I love awesome. resourcing you guys, and I love having that available to us. I'm using our app right now. What? So, our live stream, um, last year we had... 23,097 views this year, 21,993 views. And I just like to highlight again, <laughs> look at all these people. We have at number 10, Canada. Like, there's awesome. United States, United States, United States, Canada. Like, yeah. I love that. I love that we just get to reach people. Hmm. You see the map there, all those little dots. That's homes. We yeah. keep track of the people who view our services online and these are homes you know you watch at home with your family yeah. three people five mm -hmm. people 
church online, our attendance was 14,398. That was 28% higher than last year. Hmm. We had 81 salvations online. Yeah. <laughs> That's how we do it. And so I just want you guys to know, God can use anything. Yep. We had 120 salvations total. 81 of those were online. Wow. That's incredible. That's awesome. We had uh, 78 prayer sessions and 22 offline prayer requests. Wow. So if you come onto church online, you are able to chat with us, request prayer, and we're there. There's usually Pastor Bunny out there. Auntie Debbie is on there. Um, we get Gwen, you Auntie know, Chris. Auntie Melba, Auntie Chris. Melba. I love our prayer warriors. We are so blessed to have you guys on our team, and they're always there willing and ready to accept your prayers. Yeah. Our website, we had 78.8% new visitors. So this is just people who are looking for information. 78% of the people who came onto our website were new. And 21 of them, 21% was returning. So lots of information there. No, it's good. This, this <laughs> is where we geek out. You're, I know. I'm like totally talking nerd, but like... Oh, this I is, like fucking I love nerd. This. It's good. Um, so um, our website, again, I pulled up the map. We have people in the U.S., China, Ireland, Germany, Canada, Nigeria, Russia, Indonesia, United Kingdom. I mean, we wow. are just reaching people. And I'm so glad to be here. I get to see your faces. I love seeing you guys online. I know Jocelyn joins us online. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Chris... We see you online. I see him in person <laughs> online. Yep. We love to say hi I to Chris. It. And, you know, I just think about people like, like we have Irma. Mm -hmm. She serves in our resource center. Yeah. And she was a part of our YouTube crew. You know, mm -hmm. I just, I love that there are stories to be told and shared. And we are ready to accept them. So we just want to connect with you. And I'm so glad to be part of that. So. Thank you, Erica. Yeah. Can we say thank you to Erica and all those who serve in that multimedia area? Pastor Bunny actually oversees that multimedia area, and they have such a, a, an amazing team that does that, and of course our volunteers. But we wanted to just give you a quick recap of what took place in 2022, and Travis Haspy is the I should have said your name after Travis, just in case it wasn't good. But it is good, as always. So let's take a look at this.
Good job, Travis. It's, it's good to see, like, just in a snapshot, the goodness of God. And that's just the things that we can capture on, on film, right? All the things that, that we don't see that are happening in the homes and in the lives is amazing. So 2023, Jesus says this, and this is where we get our mission statement from, our mission statement. And Jesus came and spoke to them saying, all authority has been given to me in heaven and on earth. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. And Jesus ends it with saying, amen. In other words, so be it. Like he put his stamp of approval on this there's one thing that jesus asks us to do really i mean there are many things but it comes under this umbrella and it is discipleship that's what he asks of us discipleship and it may sound foreign to you it's like discipleship i don't know how to do that coaches know what disciple means teachers know what disciple means parents know what disciple means children you know what disciple means because it happens all the time a disciple is a follower a learner in this case what jesus is saying is make disciples who follow me disciples are not found they're made so we make disciples jesse crookshank a good friend of ours she did some things here but we just met with her on mapping out what it would look like to do discipleship next year and, and how we can benefit from what she's able to bring. And she's a Harvard grad and simplifies the complexities of discipleship. But she says this, and I quote, the process, which is an important word, the process of helping a person move from their actual to their potential. That's what discipleship is. 
we must be willing to yield to the processes of God and follow him into challenging places. None of us want to move into challenging places, but that's where discipleship happens. So I want to give you five C's that we're looking forward to in 2023, which we've been doing, but we want to really hammer this down. And it starts with Christ, Jesus Christ. Everything will start with him. Start with Jesus Christ. The second thing is community, which is us. We're the community of believers, those of you who are online. A community of people. Character, that God's going to build our character and our calling, that God has a calling for all of us. Every single person has a calling. And then you're going to notice the, five, the, the fifth C is competency. That actually comes last. Sometimes we think, oh, I, I need to be qualified first. I need to be competent, and then I can be a follower of Jesus, a disciple of Jesus. No, it actually starts with your relationship with Jesus. And we move towards competency because it's all about his performance, not ours. It's about his goodness, not ours. It's about his grace, not ours. His perfection, not ours. That's why when we do the things that we do, when we, we do well and then we fail and we crash, it doesn't change our value. I don't care how often you crumble a $100 bill, it will always be valued at that amount. It doesn't matter how many times you crumble and fall, it doesn't change our value in Christ. That's why it starts with Christ. That's why we draw this. This is how we view our life sometimes. I got to go to the top. Once I get to the top, I've made it. And this we teach even in work environments that we got to get to the top. And now, nothing wrong with climbing the ladder for success. And we, we often say the, the, the higher you go, the more you have to give up, right? Because the parameters become tighter and tighter and tighter and tighter. So you give up to go up. You give up certain things so that you can go up. Right? The higher you go, the more you have to give up in these areas. And this is where God's law came in, right? His law came in. And so the Ten Commandments, you follow the Ten Commandments, it's like you reach the top. The problem with that is we fail. No one could fulfill the Ten Commandments except one person, and his name is Jesus. So Jesus came to fulfill the law, not abolish it. So what Jesus came to bring is a different perspective. He came to give us a journey with him. This is the speed limit, 55, just in case some of us don't and you have side terrain. You will often have in life some side trails. We go off of the path, right? I mean, we, 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 we drift and we go off the path. But, and in this path, sometimes got some snakes and we, that's my snake. Got some snakes. That's the snake. It's kind of close enough. It looks good up close on camera. It's hard to see from far. We need glasses. But this journey, it's not about a top down. It's about a level plane that all of us have a unique journey. Your journey is different from mine, and so it is from everyone else's. And on this journey is where love comes in. Jesus came to not abolish the law, but to fulfill it in love. There's still law, there's speed limit, there's the, you drive one direction and then the other way. So there's still law, you still have parameters. Yet we know we're gonna trail off, so Jesus says you're covered in love. Love covers a multitude of sin. Why? Because he knows we're gonna stray. So we're on this journey with him. So whenever you have a hard time with someone else, imagine that they're on their journey. And so we get the third triangle which is God, us, and others. The closer, and this could be your spouse, this is us and our spouse, a friend, the closer we get to God, the closer we become in relationship. So if this is your spouse, you guys want to have a better marriage? Draw closer to God. Well, okay, what if my spouse doesn't know God? Good question. Tell me God is not pursuing them. And in the pursuit of them, you together with God, love them. 
Because the closer that you and God get to them, the closer you will all be together. That's why Jesus did what he did. He loved people. He was called a friend of sinners. And he calls us his friend. So we are the sinners. So we get to be with God and love others. But this is, this is who we are. This is who God made us to be. Next year, when we look at discipleship, we're going to partner with you in your attempts to reach your family and friends. We're going to have Tuesday morning cohorts or groups that meet together to go through different things so that we know our identity in Christ, so that we can follow him, knowing that when we fail, he doesn't. Once a month on our Wednesday nights, we're going to have a worship and prayer night once a month. This is where we get to gather as believers, worship God, and pray together. We're going to learn about prayer. Prayer is the foundation in which to build our lives off of. So we're going to have some good times of prayer and worship. And then our extended campus, downtown Hilo, we're going to be reaching our community down there. We're working at starting up Celebrate Recovery once again. And that's going to go well because we're going to do life together as we look at being disciples of Jesus Christ. And every single one of us, I'm asking, even those of you who are online, I'm asking, if you're not already doing this, that you pray and ask Jesus for one person, one person, that you can be discipled with. And the reason why I say discipled with is because you're going to learn from them too. The best disciples are the best followers. We follow Jesus and we learn from each other because we can only grow and mature in our relationship with Jesus in a community of people. We won't grow and mature separate. It has to be together. Amen? But that's 2023. I wanted to keep it simple because when we get there, it's gonna be good. 2023. I'm gonna ask you to stand as the worship team comes out. I'm gonna pray together. And then we're gonna sing our final song because it is all about the goodness of God. You bow your heads with me as we pray, and those of you who are online, join us as we pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your goodness, your faithfulness. Thank you for the people that received you, the people that were water baptized. Thank you to our volunteers and our staff team, those who have contributed, not just financially or through prayers, but with their sacrifices. We thank you for the technology that you have given to us in this world to be used for you. And we want to end tonight, Lord, thanking you for your goodness and your grace and your mercy. It is all about your goodness. And we all said together, amen. Let's sing this together. Let's close.